0: Sometimes you need to take control to make a difference. That's why with FlexPath from Capella University, you're in control. Set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move at a pace that works for you. Discover a different way forward at capella.edu. Three, two, one. Never has there been a better time to be alive in human history. If you're not feeling it, you must discover why. Join Matthew Bolton in developing and applying a framework of objective optimism toward a flourishing life of meaning, health, and happiness. Here's your host, Matthew Bolton. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Mr. Brightside. I'm Matthew Bolton. Now, I love Christmas. It's my favorite holiday and it's not even close. And this is a little bit tough living in South Korea because there's not that really huge a Christmas culture here. Uh, certainly nothing like back home in Canada or in the West generally. So most students, for example, that I ask don't have a tree um, in their house and they don't exchange presents with their family although more and more report that they do, that's true. Um, but even then, it's usually they have like a small tree on a countertop or something like that or on a small table and they all give exchange one gift or something like that. Nothing that sounds like the big affair that most Western households have on Christmas morning. And there's certainly not much of a season surrounding it to speak of either. Now it's catching on some, especially you see some department stores, all the department stores get decked out. Um, some shops try to decorate and sell to Christmas uh, Starbucks, of course, does it up, Starbucks-style, you know, full-on, um, all the decorations, special lattes and drinks, etc. And then other smaller coffee shops and places like that get a tree going or some little decorations too, some of them, but but certainly not all of them. Um, but again, it's really nothing close to what we have, uh, the, the whole scene we have at home, and certainly not remotely close to the atmosphere or the mood or the spirit that makes most of us look forward to Christmas the way that I look forward to it there's no holiday in Korea or anything at all really that resembles it uh, in Korea, which I think is very regrettable. Many Koreans, of course, have seen and enjoy some Christmas movies like Home Alone. They all know that. Kevin, they all say. Uh, But I knew there was no way my students uh, could really understand what it was all about. And I wanted them to understand. I wanted to share that feeling, that close to incommunicable something with them and maybe promote it In Korea, and at least promote it within their individual lives. So I created a unit in my English conversation classes at my university to share my enthusiasm for Christmas. This was last year, the first time I did it, uh, and to encourage my students that they might make it part of their own lives in more meaningful ways. I did it in two parts, uh, two mini lectures with discussion. That's what my class is all about. And the second lecture was more of a telling of a story of what it actually looks and feels like around that time, what goes on in uh, in the season around Christmas, leading up to Christmas Eve and on the day, describing the mood, uh, the traditions, etc. But before that, in the first lecture, I introduce a brief history, an outline of what Christmas is about, uh, because I think this issue like many issues as are understood in modern culture, is muddled with contradictory elements. And that's what I want to highlight today on this show. Because Christmas has been under attack by the PC police for not being inclusive, right, the quote-unquote inclusive, this is a big theme all the time. Uh, Because it's recognized essentially as a Christian holiday, it's said to marginalize or exclude some religious or other minorities. And with that Far from, uh, you know, far from the time when I was young. In recent years, we've seen a lot of Christmas eroded. Uh, there was the Starbucks controversy, which saw Christmas symbols uh, being year by year removed until they finally put out that red blank canvas cup in 2015. It's Happy Holidays everywhere now, instead of Merry Christmas for many, as the former is more inclusive, and way more than that. But that's just it. Like I think that if we really sift out the values. That essentially characterize Christmas, we'll see that they are not exclusive to a religion or a culture, that they are universal to all of humanity, and that such universal values as are celebrated at Christmas time and what make it the most wonderful time of the year can be celebrated by anybody, regardless of religion or culture. Christmas, in my view, might be and ought to be wholly inclusive. On today's show, then, I'd like to share with you more or less uh, that first talk that I referred to that I did last year, but I recently did it again this year uh, with my students in the final lecture week before exams uh, have just started last week, uh, more or less here simply means that I can use language and a pace that's not adjusted for non native speakers of English, and then I may assume a different starting context with this audience, which is very fun for me, of course, Um And I want to say a couple things just before we dive in, however. Uh, The first is that this talk is based on an article written by Ankar Gatte in 2018 called An Atheist's Tribute to Christmas. Uh, It's an excellent article in its own right, but what I add to it in my talk are some finer points and elaborations on what he says, as well as the more final point that I'm making today, which was not Ankar's explicit message in the article. Um, But do note that the structure of the talk is very much taken from that article. I want to make that clear. Uh, You can find a link to it in the show notes if you'd like to read it, and I recommend that you do read it. The other is to, as always, I ask you to please note what occurs to you as you listen and do ask or comment about it. Uh, Such feedback is always helpful to me, uh, if not usually clarifying, and I assure you it is always appreciated. Uh, You can do so in the comments section where you're listening right now, as well as at the Mr. Brightside Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash matthewbolton.ca. Thank you very much for all of that. Uh, There's nothing else for us now. Let's get to it. Here we are now in the talk and you can see I call it the meaning of Christmas because what I want to share with my students is what is the meaning of Christmas? What is that essential character that defines the spirit of Christmas? So we'll go in and start right away. It says, "I love Christmas," and you can see uh, right away that little tot is in fact myself if you're watching on video, you can see I've got in my hand Fred Penner, the cat came back, and right off, I love to freak my students out by asking them to guess what it is, and they typically would go, "Oh, is that a book? maybe it's stickers or is it a calendar I don't whatever and then I shot them all when I tell them it's a vinyl record. So, and of course, I'll go down and play this on a record player. Um, I even recall, even years after that, a couple years later, because I recall being a little older when my brother was there as well. And uh, me, him and my sister would put on Christmas records um, and dance around holding hands, singing Christmas songs and stuff to the record player. So uh, that, among other things, uh, I, I love to freak them out with uh, just the lack of tech that was back in the day. But anyway, and, and reveal how old I am to them. But uh, I love Christmas, guys. I love that childhood feeling. This is the idea that, you know, we just get so excited about maybe I can get what I really wanted this year. What is all this stuff under the tree? Look at the beautiful paper and the trees beautiful and the excitement, all the Christmas movies and the songs. And you're just playing outside with your friends. You're out in the snow. You're sledding. You're making snowmen. You're not in school. You're just basically, it's all playtime. And, uh, you know, you're... You know, there's Christmas baking around everywhere. You walk into your friend's house and say, would you like a cookie, Matthew? Why not? Right? It's Christmas. Let's just enjoy everything. So it's just excitement, fun, pleasure. Um, So I'll repeat that I love Christmas very much, yet I'm not a Christian. And as Ankar says in the article, if you think that's a contradiction, think again. So we go on here. By the way, my Prezi skills are revealed here. Prezi can make people look a lot better uh, than, you know, people who suck at PowerPoint. Uh, Yet, you'll still see I still manage to suck. But anyway, bear with it. Uh, We go on. Family, friendship, and love. These are the things that I really think about when I think of Christmas. Um, You know, and the exchanging of gifts is something that's very important to that. People think that the material and the spiritual are separate. But I emphasize on this show that we are integrated. We have a mind or a soul, you might call it, and we have a body, a material body. And exchanging gives is not just, oh, it's just about, you know, materialism and money and it doesn't mean anything. No, it, uh, it certainly means a lot. Um as Ankar points out, it's a material reminder of a spiritual bond. When I receive a gift from somebody who knows me well, and I open it, and I say, "Wow, that's the thing that I really wanted." And they know me; I feel appreciated, I feel valued, I feel loved, and I and our bond is strengthened. When I give something to somebody and I watch them open it—a family member or a friend, someone that I love—and I can see them open it and they get excited when they when they when they you know see what it is, and I can see that they like it. It just feels so great for me. So, you know, our whole life is material. We live on this earth. And everything um, that, that exists in our spiritual lives has to be expressed spiritually. This is what uh, sharing a meal is with people. It's a it's a material expression of, of a spiritual value. So I won't go into too much detail on that kind of thing. But everything that is spiritual must be expressed in this world in a material way. So there is no separating them and, uh, and certainly gifts are a great example of that. Christmas, moreover for me, is a time to reconnect with cherished family and friends. It's a time to share important events and look forward to next year. It's kind of like a timeout. So it's like a whole season where we really stop and reflect and appreciate things. You know, people go home at Christmas, don't they? I mean, you know, other holidays, you know, birthday or something, you live far away, you're kind of like, oh, call, make a call, you know, Facebook chat happy birthday kind of thing. But it's Christmas, you're trying to leave, leave, leave a city and get home for Christmas, I'll be home for Christmas, because it's important to be around those people. This is the time we take to really um, reconnect, share the events of the year. Look, in our family too, right? Uh, often you know, we send Christmas cards and my family, my mother would always write a Christmas letter explaining what the family's been doing each individual in the family and and the family as a whole, what kind of went on this year, put it print it off, put it in all the cards to all the people that she sends to keep in, in, in touch with because people want to know what's going on. And when you are meeting with family members and friends over the season, it's all talking about what have you enjoyed? What's, what's been, what's been hard, um, you know, and, and how, you know, and how can we look forward to next year? That's another thing about it. Um, we, we talk about, you know, getting, this is the end of the year, reflecting, reflecting on it, but then we also get prepared for next year. So it's all about connection, appreciation, reflection, and then optimism for the following year. And it's all about enjoying it all. You're, there's just, you know, candies all over the place, eggnog, look at that. Oh, eggnog. Uh, Koreans don't know what eggnog is. It's a, it's a real uh, crime and a, a tragedy here. Cookies all over the place, baked goods, uh, just people getting it together. Look at the, you know, elaborate feasting and joy and getting together. It's just all about one real theme. The theme of Christmas is personal pleasure and joy. It's about kind of, for me, it's about like a little bit of over- abundance about a little overconsumption a little over extravagance you decorate your table a little more light, little you know a little more nicely um, decorations all over the house you kind of indulge a little bit more as i said with the baking have a cookie don't mind if i do just a little bit more um, obviously you spend a bit more money i mean parents actually budget for christmas right it's like can i get this such and such in the in the middle of the year maybe at christmas if that's what it's all about and parents put away money in, so that they you know, they can make sure that Christmas is the time where we, you know, indulge ourselves a little bit. Maybe dreams do come true at Christmas, and this is the excitement of it all. It's all about personal pleasure and joy on this earth. But this is why a lot of people hate it and why a lot of people denounce it. They refer to the commercialism and the materialism of of Christmas, and they say, "Ah, you know, uh, it's you know, it's it's a, because again, they're separating the spiritual from the material, as if they are, as if we are, as if they're separate." um they say look at all just the department stores trying to decorate the thing and you know look at all the lights here and all the toys are just trying to sell sell stuff to people you know look at all this merchandise and material goods and it's just come on you see santa claus here ho 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 he's saying shop 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 with his coca-cola he's all about capitalism and commercialism well uh you know i have uh one here one thing here that he quotes in the article and this is my favorite quote Uh, On Christmas Ever, it's from Ayn Rand, and she says, the best aspect of Christmas, Ayn Rand once observed, is that Christmas has been commercialized. Gift buying stimulates an enormous outpouring of ingenuity in the creation of products devoted to a single purpose, to give men pleasure. And the street decorations put up by department stores and other institutions, the Christmas trees, the winking lights, the glittering colors, provide the city with a spectacular display, which only commercial greed could afford to give us. One would have to be terribly depressed to resist the wonderful gaiety of that spectacle. And that, for me, is just my favorite quote because it says it all. So when I read that years ago, I said, wow, what is, what is that? How does you know That is, just describes the thing that I love about it. I love precisely all of the glittering colors, the winking lights, the Christmas trees, and all of the extravagance and fun about it, as I've been emphasizing. Now, before Christians co-opted the holiday in the fourth century, there is no reason to believe that Jesus was born in December. But even putting that aside, it's a, it's just a, re- a fact, regardless, that it was a pagan holiday before the fourth century. Um, it was a time where the pagans celebrated the winter solstice of the days beginning to grow longer. Because remember, it really was something to celebrate when the winter is starting. You know, the days are going to get longer and spring will return because um, – only a short time ago and certainly back then cold was death winter was, meant death for a lot of people it was a life and death issue um, you know if you if you didn't have a great harvest you would have to go you know have a scant uh, food stock until and try to make it to the next spring it was just a matter of trying to survive to the next spring year after year for millennia for human beings and cold even today is a, is a bigger killer than heat uh, but certainly at that time the, you know the winter killed a lot of people so it's no joke and it is a really great celebration that spring is going to return and they have a winter solstice blessing here now a blessing of course is akin to a prayer and you know this just shows you the idea that a lot of the concepts that we really ascribe to uh, religion they have their place in a secular philosophy like concepts like prayer or even you know exaltation reverence these kind of things I mean, I feel these things in my life, and I have a secular philosophy, um, and it's just that they've kind of become a monopoly of religion, these kind of concepts, and we think that we need religion, therefore, to experience these things, Um, but we don't. Um, You can see here the winter solstice blessing. Let me read it out for you. They said, now is the time to honor the rebirth of the sun, to remember the light in the darkest part of the season with hope of good things to come and the promise of a renewed life. Now, you can see here, uh, observe that it's about hope of good things to come. So you could might put optimism in place of that. It's a very optimistic view. It's the promise of a renewed life. They're looking forward to a good life on this earth, life returning to the world. They're not looking forward to some other world. Um, And, of course, they refer to this as the darkest part of the season. And I've just said why it is dark. Um, And the... uh, Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms, bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Bringing evergreens indoors, for instance, was uh, a reminder that life and production were soon to return to the frozen earth. So they would bring it in, bring a tree in because it's a sign almost of eternal life. It doesn't uh, go dead as other trees do um, in the winter. So, um, you know, the Christmas tree that we all look at and celebrate and love these days, You know, even Christians alike do it. They're all looking and saying, wow, this is beautiful, but this is a pagan symbol we are honoring here. And it's a symbol of material well-being on this earth now. So again, it's this emphasis on earthly joy. And it's this focus on earthly joy that is the actual source of that Christmas emotion that we all know and recognize, which is goodwill. But I always say on this show that goodwill is only possible to certain kinds of people. People who who love their own lives, who are happy, They sincerely wish well for other people. These are the only people, in fact, to whom such an emotion is possible. People who hate their lives, meanwhile. People who feel that they have no control over their lives. They don't feel happy when they see other people succeed. They feel envy. They feel hatred. Perhaps because now they have to face the fact that it's their own choices that have led them here, not any metaphysical metaphysical determinism of any sort. It's almost like I'm miserable, and then they look out and see a happy, successful person. They feel goodwill towards that? No, of course not. They feel they want to tear it down. They want to make life miserable for everybody. And this is why I'm so adamant about everyone focusing on making their own lives the best they can be. First of all, you can serve as an example for others, and more, you'll also be you'll genuinely want to root for others sincerely. I totally want to see others succeed, not begrudgingly because it's a moral duty and I'm supposed to, but because I don't see life as a zero sum game. And I know that the happier and more successful others are, the more successful I can be. The richer people are around me, the richer I can be. It's a social need to share values with other humans. And I want to share values. And that's what I think Christmas is about. I think it's about sharing of material and earthly values. Um, it's, uh, Christmas is kind of like that feeling on steroids. <laughs> so that's why I love it so much. Um, and... Because of this feeling of goodwill, this is why people believe it's a Christian holiday, because Christianity is the religion of goodwill, right? Well, I want to check that premise. I'm not going to be talking of modern Christians um, in, in general because I do believe that it is about goodwill and love. I'm just saying here that I think there's a conflict between what modern people, practicing people think and what the explicit philosophy is about. And the explicit philosophy of Christianity and most religions, uh, and, and as I said uh, last couple of weeks and most secular moralities as well, self-sacrifice is the, held as the highest virtue. And, you know, I used Mother Teresa recently in a show uh, as an example in her quote, and it was from this talk actually that I took it. She said that a sacrifice to be real must cost, must hurt. We must empty ourselves. So, again, it's about, you know, morality and being a good person. Being a saint is about, you know, losing by costing by feeling suffering and pain uh by emptying oneself certainly not by overindulging uh, over extravagance over consumption over this is not compatible with earthly pleasure and joy give me a break right so the idea that that the you know christian ethics is really about those things and is a that's what christmas you know if we're talking about christmas if we believe that it's about all the things i'm talking about today they are incompatible and that's really uh you know what? What I'm trying to separate here now. Let me say before I go on, I must be clear. I do enjoy the church at Christmas. I do think that, in fact, Christians uh, Christianity today is trying to be about goodwill and is trying to be about love and fun and joy, joy to the world, etc. Um, but I'm just saying again that the explicit philosophy. is is in conflict with this whole idea of material and earthly joy and life on earth, joy on earth. Um, It's about giving up this life, the material world to try to reach some future world in the future. That's what it's about. Um, But what I want to say about it is that I love, you know, I love going to the church around Christmas, to be honest. Um, I did that sometimes when I was uh, younger. Um, and these days, whenever I'm home, uh, say if my nieces are in the Christmas pageant and the nativity pageant, uh, one year they're the angels, another year they're Joseph or Mary, they're the narrator. I love to go in and sit and see that. I love to go hear the Christmas songs. Again, I love the singing. Um, I love the solemnity of of it all. Um the way that you know—that's what religion religion does, and the church does. People at least go there and take their life seriously, which is what I'm trying to do in with me and my secular philosophy. I want to take my life seriously and be, really be reflective, and I do enjoy that part of it all. Um, At Christmas, uh, when I was younger, we used to go – my mother, we belonged to another – she belonged to another church at that time, and we used to walk up to an outdoor nativity pageant. Uh, They used to take the animals from the local farm there, and they would have real live animals sitting in and the whole scene and act out the whole nativity scene. And look, it was cold outside, but I really felt warm the whole time because I – just, I really got into it. The lights, the spotlights on the thing, and the whole thing again was a feeling of something um, peaceful, reverent, solemn. Uh, you know, a time to reflect and something that was serious about it, and something about something about warmth and and, and love that I felt. There's something I'm not describing and communicating very well right now, but I took that. So I loved going down, walking down the street to that thing. It was part of Christmas for me. So I not trying to attack that. And look, this show is called Mr. Brightside. Uh, I'm about optimism here. And optimism is about focusing on the positive. So you can see my whole focus here today is about focusing on what is good about Christmas, what is it really about. And the implication of that leads me to have to highlight the fact that Christianity's central tenet is not, is not compatible with that. That's the only point I'm making in regard to that. But, but my point is not to emphasize and highlight all that. Um, not at all. So the way that Christians celebrate Christmas these days is quite compatible with all of the things I'm talking about, although they're trying to mix in the other stuff. And that is um, problematic, is all I'm saying. And we can see this. There was a war against Christmas with the Puritans in Boston uh, between 1659 and 1681. The Puritans, of course are people they are pure they took their religion seriously and because they took it seriously they tried to ban christmas for over 20 years in a period in boston um these are the puritans of course um so again these are nothing resembling uh people today who call themselves christians um, to whatever degree they they practice uh, or take it more seriously or not um, but to the extent you do take it seriously this is what it leads to um, here is a public notice um, that that was that I found a copy of somewhere, so i 'll read it out for you. Uh, they would have put this up around uh, the towns said the observation of Christmas having been deemed a sacrilege, the exchanging of gifts and greetings, dressing in fine clothing, feasting, and similar satanical practices are hereby forbidden with the offender liable to a fine of five shillings. so again, observing Christmas is a sacrilege it 's a crime against God. Right, the exchanging of gifts, which we, which I, which we've already discussed, is a material expression of a spiritual bond between people. It's a lovely, beautiful spiritual thing. Um, but this is a sacrilege. Um, saying Merry Christmas to people, wishing well, which is basically a well wish, saying I hope you do well in this world. That's what we're saying when we say Merry Christmas. We're greeting and saying I hope that you and yours are healthy, uh, dressing in fine clothing right? We're talking about uh, dressing in fine clothing, feasting. So we're, you know, people do that at Christmas. We get dressed up in our best and we go out to our family and our friends and to various parties. And we, as we do, I said, we set up the table a little more extravagantly than we would with maybe better dishes, the little candle holders, lovely decorations all around and on the table, uh, turkey and all kinds of extra fixings. It's all extra. It's a feast. And we do celebrate. And what it is to, meant to do is express that we're celebrating how materially good our life is. Even Bob Cratchit, right? What are they doing when they go home? They they don't have a turkey every night. They get a turkey on Christmas. Why? Because it's Christmas and they want to say, look how good our lives are. Let's appreciate how good our lives are and let's, we, let's bless us, everyone, right? God bless us, everyone. Look at this. Look what this abundance we have, right? So they're celebrating the material abundance. They're not giving up the material for a place in heaven later they are celebrating it and observe that dressing in fine clothing and feasting and similar satanical practices these are practices of the devil according to the puritans and of course uh you know they were actually serious about it they were finding you 5 shillings i don't know how much 5 shilling was at that time but in any case this is uh you know for me this is a sacrilege the christmas guys as we know it the ones with all the you know, the, the lights all over people's houses, uh, the decorations up everywhere, even parks all glittered up, the whole city, the spectacular display that we that we see all over the city, um, the flying reindeer, magical snowmen and toys and cookies all over the place and Santa Claus and all of this fun. This was largely a creation of 19th century America, which certainly was not a place about renouncing material, this material world and this, this earth for. Um, you know, the spiritual one. Um, It is about commercialism. It was about, it was a period that was defined by worldly invention, industrialization, industrialization, and profit. And of course, there is a big connection between commercialism and joy. And of course, they identified it and that's why they created a holiday around it. And this is the holiday that most of us really understand, celebrate, and enjoy and look forward to every year. These universal values of benevolence, goodwill, celebrating life on earth, this earth, this good earth, right? These are what make Christmas special. And these are the essence of what characterizes the Christmas spirit. So I say to my students, always at the end of this, and I say to you, joy to the world and Merry Christmas. So again, now guys, the point I'm making is to highlight and emphasize the secular and universal values that make Christmas the holiday that we all know and love. If we separate Christmas from religion, and it properly ought to be separated, then it doesn't have to be the purview of one religion, and people of other religions may practice it too. And then there'll be nothing for the party pooper PC police to get angry at and claim oppression on or whatever it is that they do. If we stay focused on and emphasize the fun, the, mag- the magic, and the material joy on Earth, right, and that goodwill that we wish for all our fellow men, then Starbucks may have its Santa and reindeer all over its cups, and we might say Merry Christmas to people and simply mean for people to be merry, regardless of their origin, religion, or culture. Now, I've had some Korean students, for example, say to me when I, you know, that they don't celebrate Christmas because, oh well, you know, I'm not a Christian, and I'm just think, well, neither am I right? And neither are many who celebrate the holiday in Western countries. But I give them some examples of uh, some friends of ours. So uh, there's the family of my wife's childhood friend. Um, You know, this is the kind of friend, her daughters are in junior high and high school now, and we think of them as our nieces. Um, You know, uh, they have, uh, after several years ago, when they saw how my wife and I do Christmas here in Korea, they were very interested and asked a lot of questions about it. And they adopted it. And they started Putting up their own tree, decorating their own house around the season, and they exchange multiple gifts with each, with each other. And they report that not only do they just feel better around the holiday and they just love the whole season, they said that it, doing that makes them care about each other more and it makes them think about each other more. So they, you know, and that's what the holiday does. It's about bringing people together. Um, and, you know, and it's not certainly not related to any religion for them. Um, and it's certainly not anything culturally that they were, uh, were brought up with. They've just adopted it for themselves, which anyone and anyone might do. Um, we have another elementary school student who comes to these uh, private lessons at our house. And she said that in her family, they had in history exchanged one gift at Christmas. That was kind of their thing. So they did a little bit of Christmas. But after seeing our house last year, this year, they're going to start exchanging multiple gifts because she was just so taken by it. And they all think it's really fun. And I've told my students in the class just that they may adopt any and all traditions that they like, and I've encouraged them to start it. So maybe not like if they can't do it where they live now, living with their parents, if they can't really get it going there for some reason, then at least when they're independent and live in their own homes, they might do it. And I also asked them to imagine what it would be like when they start their own families. Maybe they could... Um, you know, imagine what they could add to their child's, uh, experience, childhood experience when, you know, if they have Christmas for them, all the magic that they could add to their lives, right? I say all the time that while I had a really great childhood, obviously I think of sports having created so many great memories for me and my childhood in general was just great. My school days and my whole, uh, neighborhood, my community and the place growing up for me was, was perfect, but really my, Most of my warmest and deepest memories were forged around Christmas time because there's just something special about it. And imagine doing that for their children. They can. Anybody can. So let's give up this PC war on Christmas and promote the joy of the holiday loudly and proudly. It's a season that all may look forward to as a period of reflection, appreciation, and optimism for the coming year, of course. I can't imagine anything more benevolently inclusive than Christmas when we take it purely for what we all know it is. Okay, guys, that's it for today. Uh, I will make a final comment in a second, but allow me to ask you to please ask questions and share comments. What do you make of any of this? Uh, what is still not untangled in your mind? Um, or would you simply like to share what you love about Christmas? Any of that stuff. You may do any of this in the comments section where you're listening now, of course, or you may go to the Mr. Brightside Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash matthewbolton.ca. And I always thank you for any comments. It's very much appreciated. Now, for my final word, let me offer my own blessing of sorts, uh, a pitch for optimism, let's say, in this time that's marked with uncertainty, suspicion, and even fear among people. No matter what is going on in the world or in personal relationships, people cannot resist the goodwill at Christmas. Even the most bitter disputes are made irrelevant as people say, come on, guys, it's Christmas, and that means something to people. That idea brings them down to their fundamental and commonly shared values, the most important things that define their bond, and make the dispute seem distant and almost unreal. It's deeply touching, and it's what I love most about the holiday. And when the warmth of that immensely potent goodwill fails to have any thawing effect on the petty cold wars among people, I'll know we've hit a new ice age in the West. But we as individuals may keep the fire stoked within our own lives and hearts, Peace and love to all this Christmas. My sincere best wishes to everyone and those they hold dear. May they all prosper and experience joy on this earth. Merry Christmas. Mr. Brightside, your time out to refresh, refuel, and refocus your mind and energy toward building an optimistic framework for flourishing. Life is good. It's up to you to choose the bright side.